Do you ever hear the alarm go off and think, ugh, five more minutes? Well, you are not alone. Welcome to the Life as a Team Sport podcast, where we will take the concepts from sports and apply them to everyday life. So whether you're an athlete, a former athlete, the mom of an athlete, or just love watching sports, we invite you to come along with us as we explore family, faith, fitness, and have a lot of fun doing it. This is a podcast by the women of sport for the women of sport. Good morning and welcome back. You are with Becky and Patricia. This is Life is a Team Sport, and we are so excited to have you. Hey, Becky, how are you? Great. How's it going? Good. Good. I'm doing really well. I cannot believe it is August already. Yes, and I'm finally home, so there's no more travel in my summer plans. I'm home the rest of the summer. I'm very excited about that, and we have uh, FCA Surf Camp this week, so we're on the beach every day this week. I love it. My kids did that last year and absolutely loved it. It was a great time. Yeah, it's a full week. The kids are tired. They, they're showered and resting. Sure. Uh, they will. And it's it's a great week, but it's yeah. a lot. I would definitely recommend to people, if you ever go to Ocean City, New Jersey, even if it's for vacation, look up FCA Surf and see if you can get your kids in there because it's an awesome time and they get to learn how to surf and you can hang out at the beach while they do it. So it's, uh, it's really cool. However... Awesome. Make sure you sign up in January when it opens because it oh, fills, it up fills really, really quick. fast. Yeah, really fast. yeah, that's true. Cool. Well, speaking of FCA staff, we have a guest today who is also on FCA staff who works with me, and I'm really excited to have her on. She is one of my favorite people to work with and sit in meetings with, and never, never a dull moment when she's around. She is the rep at Stevenson University, as well as Towson University and Samaria High Schools. Woman never stops moving, and she just does a phenomenal job with everyone. She is also a grandma to a very cute little granddaughter um, who two, two grandkids, I'm getting the message, so we'll hear about that maybe in a little bit. Um, but welcome to the show, Heidi Conley. Hi, how's it going, ladies? Good. It's good. I'm excited to get to know you. <laughs> Let's hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. Okay, so wait, so you have two grandkids now. <laughs> two now, yeah. Whoa. So there's Schmoop will be married for 33 years in the end of this month. Nice. And then I have three kids. Uh, my oldest daughter's Megan. She's married, and she's the one with the two grandkids. So Sally's seven. And Oliver, who I call Squishy. Yeah. So cute. He's so gross. Honest to goodness. I think the boy is like made of Velcro because every piece of dirt and snot and everything (laughs) sticks to him. That's funny. And he's, I think, like 10 months. Oh, that's good. He's hilarious. And then I have my son is 27 and married to an awesome young lady who's a COVID nurse, by the way. So, wow. Yeah. That's a work. That's a lot. Yeah. And then my youngest daughter, who is my absolute favorite, is 22. <laughs> she just said it. I love it. My oh, absolute yeah. favorite. Oh, no. She knows it, too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, all That's... the kids know it. Yeah. It's really well, How funny. do you get away with that, Heidi? I have to ask. <laughs> they just know. Like, nobody even argues with me anymore. Oh, that's hilarious. Are you yeah. guys very similar? or, or No, we're a... total polar opposites. That must be helpful, because I get that. Yeah, but she's learning that there's more. She's more like me than she likes to admit. So, I oh. wish that's probably true. Actually, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So I'm just yeah. I'm just an extroverted extrovert, and she's an introverted extrovert. So, 
Mm-hmm. Interesting. And you've been married for 33 years at the end of August? Yeah. That's awesome. I'm the end of August as well. And we're 17 years. So nicely done. We're getting there. But yeah, it's fun. It's been fun. It's a fun ride. So that's so cool. Well, listen, before we get to the interview, which we're continuing our conversation from the last couple of weeks about living in your gifts. And I'm really excited to talk to Heidi about that. But before we get there, Heidi, we want to hear something from your highlight reel. Okay. So my highlight reel is if I'm going to highlight something, it is definitely going to be golf. That's great. I would never, ever in a bajillion years say that that would be my highlight or something that I would want everyone to at least try one time, but it has been amazing. It is like, I never even thought of, is it a sport even because (laughs) it just seems like old men just go out and hit a ball around. But you change one thing in the way you stand or the way you hit or like, I don't know, it's insane. And it's just so fun. It's a whole different culture. And my schmoop and I have been, we've been playing together. And it's been like this awesome time together just going out and play. Like, we're going to go play nine holes when I'm done with this. (laughs) I love it. So wait, you and your husband just took up golf? We took it up during COVID because I needed to get out. And it was just a great way to get outside. And I tore my rotator cuff, though, in three places. So... About maybe three months after I started, I had to have rotator cuff surgery. From golfing? Yeah, I missed. I swung and missed. (laughs) Wow. I've never, I didn't know that. I mean, I've golfed my whole life, Heidi. So it's interesting you said this as your highlight reel. We just played an amazing course in Delaware on Friday because we were at a wedding on the golf course on Saturday. And it was amazing. And so I'm excited for you because you have a way big, awesome future in golf then because it's fun. It's so fun. Yeah, we just took a trip to Asheville and Williamsburg and we played in Asheville once. They had some that was an amazing course. It was so fun. That's so cool. We took some slow mo's of our of our tee offs and I did a slow mo of mine and I hit the ball and it went directly straight in front of me, which was horrible. And it went in the water. So we were trying to hit (laughs) over the water and I was like, quick, give me another ball. Give me another ball. I got to hit that again. So it's I love the sport. So. Oh I'm yeah, you, you never hit. Oh, we actually played. We got paired up for the first time. We'd never played with anyone before, and in Asheville, they paired us up with two people. And it was this one old man who was super salty that a woman was playing golf with him. Ooh! And I totally won him over. And by the end of the game, he said, "Heidi, you are a compliment to your gender." Wow, that, that's heavy. <laughs> well <done. laughs> Yikes! Yeah, that's cool. All right, so I'm coming to you for some golf tips then it sounds like no it sounds like you definitely need to go to becky first no it's all good we'll we'll tag team her because she's been wanting to to learn so patricia yeah you guys can tag team me the three of us are going out golfing i love it seriously perfect perfect i love it it's a date we'll plan something Well, Heidi, tell us a little bit about yourself and your background with sports as we get into talking about living in your giftings. So I'm not one of those super talented athletes. I did. So basically, my parents stuck me in sports so that I could burn off some energy because I'm the bad middle child. Right. And yeah, my older sister was the perfect one. My little sister had open heart surgery when she was really little, so they didn't let her do anything. No, she's fine. She's a crazy nut job. (laughs) And uh, so they would just kept sticking me in sports. So I started with gymnastics and loved it. And then Uh it just got too expensive. And then I played soccer and ran track and cross country. Um, Yeah, it was just awesome. And then once I became an adult and my kids started playing sports, 
uh, I just started coaching rec sports and then eventually I coached at the high school level, but that's about, it's about as high as it went, but I have always, always, always loved sports. And I think some of it has to do with the fact that I, my dad always considered me his, his son because there were three <laughs> girls and yep. mm-hmm. I could take out the trash and I could catch a baseball. So that's yeah. it. That's what you need. Yeah. And I'm super competitive and I love being outside. Yeah. Okay. That's super cool. So as you went through those different sports, right, as you went through gymnastics and soccer and um, the other things that you played, did you start to figure out there were certain things that you were good at, not just skill wise, but like you start to learn more about yourself and what you like to do and what you're good at doing? Um, that's a great question. I think I'd never had a really, really good coach in high school. So I never felt like I was good at anything and it never Mm -hmm. built me up as a person, which I think is one of the reasons that I like what I get to do with FCA because you can, you can just be such an encourager. That's so important to me at this point. So I think I learned what I didn't like and out of that wanted to do it differently. Wow. That's so good because we need good coaches. I just hear you and these students, and I work with kids and, and coach and teach and a coach has such a big impact. And I don't think we always realize that. And as a parent now, my kids are starting to get competitive sports. Patricia's already in it. And the coach does make such a big difference, even if the kids aren't that good, like just building them up as a person and finding their gifting, even if it's not sports. So you went into it despite not having good coaches Yeah. So be- because of not having good coaches. So yeah, which makes me feel like, you know, working with these college students, so Stevenson's D3, Towson's D1, and the difference between those two divisions is huge. And the coaches have so much pressure on them, you know, to get the win, to, you know, have the good record or whatever. And sort of the students end up being a commodity as opposed to an asset. And mm-hmm. so I would love to be able to change that mindset, but it's almost like it just goes in the circle where how do you stop the the cycle where the, you know, the athletes, the commodity and the coach just needs to win. So at some point, somebody needs to be like, Hey, we, if we work together at this and thought about our hearts, it would make a big difference. Yeah, that's so true. I mean, I know in FCA, we have a term 3d coaching, right? And so that stands for, you know, the first dimension being what every coach has to do or they're going to get fired. Right. So it's all the first dimension things is the skills, the fitness, the nutrition, like, the athlete themselves, the sport itself. That's what the first dimension is. And then the second dimension is the psychology of it, right? Their mind. And then that third dimension is the heart. Really get into the heart of the athlete, getting to know the athlete and wanting the best for that them as a person. And kids know when coaches want that. But I think you're right. Getting coaches to understand the importance of that is really hard. Especially at your college level, Heidi, where you where you do FCA because it's college. Yeah. It's funny. So like coaching, I had this one rec team. It was hilarious. We ended up with my dad and I coached together and we ended up with like all the leftovers because we didn't know the system, you know, like how you pick Mm -hmm. teams for a rec council team. And so they're like, yeah, you'll want these kids. And they were horrible. And we ended up winning the entire, like we won the championship for that division of, yeah. And it was just because we poured into them so much, like, just encouraged them and gave them opportunities and, you know, told them that they were better than they were. And then they believed it and we won. It was so fun. That's so cool. What sport was that? Soccer. 
Yeah. And they became yeah. together as a team, realizing it does take a team. It's, it's not over one person. Yeah. Baseball, there's the, the pitcher is pretty important, but still. <laughs> so, Heidi, what sports at the colleges you're at do you uh, focus on with FCA? Just wondering. Or everybody. Well, honestly, anybody I can get my foot in the door with, I love okay. to just get to know them and, I don't know, just start relationships with anybody who's willing. <laughs> Okay. Okay, cool. My coworker went to Towson, so I'm excited to get to tell him that I interviewed you. I'll see him in a few weeks when school starts again. And uh, he loves, he loved Towson. So that's, that's cool that you're yeah. there. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think the same thing is true coach to athlete as it is what Heidi and I do to the coach, right? Because a lot of people want to get to know the coach because they want stuff or they want recognition or they want gear or they want tickets, right? Like, um, and so coaches tend to be a little standoffish at first, but if you really show them that you're there for them, right, you care about them as a person and you care about their heart, then that really makes a big difference. And you're leading by example. And I think Heidi does a really good job of that. I rarely, yeah, the coaches are definitely not where I start. I usually get to meet a coach because an athlete has said something to their coach. Yeah. So oh, that's cool. Yeah. And you get to show that to the athletes, too, yeah. that you're there for them. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. Well, I think we're starting to hear a little bit of how you're gifted and and wired. But tell us a little bit about how have you have you taken a spiritual gifts test? Have you taken a personality test or have you just kind of figured out along the way, like what your gifts are? So I don't want to, like, put the test down or anything. But, you know, like the uh, churches always make you take those tests. I was a youth director, you know, for over 20 years at a church. And like, yeah, take the spiritual gift test. So we know it puts you in a box sometimes, you know, like, okay, well, this is your gift. And so this is what we're going to get you to do. But maybe that's not what God's asking you to do, because maybe God wants you outside of that box so mm -hmm. that you can discover something about yourself you didn't even know. So just want to throw that out there that I'm not putting the test down, mm -hmm. but I would encourage people to you know, like put your foot outside of the box every now and then and see if there isn't a gift that's not on the test that you might have. Just wanted to throw that out there. I like that. I think that's good advice because, you know, it's not, it's not a cookie cutter thing, right? You're a person and you have gifts and talents and God wants to develop others probably in you. And if you never give him the opportunity to do that, then it's going to be a lot harder. Well, and if you're inviting the Holy Spirit in, he's in charge, right? So... Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not always the test answer. Yeah. I don't think we should let that be in charge. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Heidi's, Heidi's outside the box. It's, it's good. <laughs> I like it. Really outside the box. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So tell us about um, what some of your gifts are that you feel like and how you're able to use that to bless others now. So I would definitely say high energy is a gift if I use it appropriately. I have to learn how to, you know, like I've definitely had to learn how to reel that in. Mm. Um, but it's really good. Like working with college students, you know, like if our huddle goes till nine 30 at night, I'm great. Even if I had to go to a huddle at seven in the morning, oh, you know, I may need to sleep, sleep in the next morning, but I can do that 12 hour day still, which That's, is pretty fun. That is awesome. And um, that is definitely a gift. Yeah. So, you know, just for like what I do with FCA, it's super helpful and having high school and colleges, it's really helpful. Um, my other one that I, that I know it's what God's called me to is I am absolutely incredibly super relational, oh. which um, I, I'm not even like bragging. I just love people and I love to hear their stories. 
And so, and sometimes that can like, you know, I have to learn how to do that appropriately sometimes too. Cause they're, you know, like there are definitely people that I need to not engage with or, you know, like become too engaged with, which, you know, mm-hmm. like I don't want to have inappropriate relationships, but because I love people and I like, I just love to hear their stories. It builds trust faster mm-hmm. and it allows um, like relationships to develop more quickly. Yeah. Yeah, no, I've definitely seen that. So this past year, well, during COVID, I don't know, what year is it? Um, last year. <laughs> I know. I don't know. Last year, we had a little intern cohort, and I brought my intern from University of Maryland up to Heidi's house for a bonfire. And I was like, oh, you know, we're going to drive up to Baltimore. It's going to be great. You're going to love it, you know, whatever. And she was a little skeptical, I think, but she was like, you know, it'll be fine. But by the end, she's like, I loved it. I, it was so fun. I want to go see Heidi again. Like, I've seen that happen over and over and over again firsthand. So I can definitely concur. That is definitely one of your gifts. Yeah, I loved hearing you, Heidi, just now, because I'm sitting here going, that's mine. And that's mine. And I just feel like you just word it so much better, though. And I just love (laughs) the way you've worded all that, because I'm going to re-listen to it, because I'm so high energy and so relational. Patricia knows this. This is probably why she's like, you're going to love Heidi. And and Laura's like, you're going to love Heidi. And I'm like, I love Heidi. I'm like... (laughs) You know, because I am like that. And I struggle sometimes because I don't know how to um, not brag. I'm not bragging that I have energy. It's just what I do. Like, I just get up early and I, I don't stay up that late, though, because I struggle. But but I just have a lot of it. But if I have to, I do. I went to our church camp and I was up till midnight or one every night. But I was up at six or seven every day. You know, so I... I, I love hearing you today, Heidi. I love this. <laughs> All right. So let me ask you this, though, because um, it sounds like you have the ability to kind of burn the candle at both ends. And so how do you learn to say no? So I came up with two rules for this one. Number one, I always have to remember that I can't fix people. Like, that's not my job to fix anyone. Because a lot of times what people need the most is just they need to be heard not even just listen to, but they need to be heard. And they also just need to know that you're there. So, you know, like it, it's not unusual for my phone to go off at one o'clock in the morning. Just, you know, even if I don't read the text till the next day or answer it, some of these girls are just like, I just needed, I needed to tell you that in that moment. And so that's really important. And then the second thing is that when I get invited into somebody's story and that's what it is, like I'm, They're saying, you know what, I trust you and I want to be in a relationship with you. So I'm inviting you into my story. You have to remember that if it gets to a point where I can't handle what's going on in their story, I need to put that at the foot of the cross and either find them help or someplace to plug into. But I can't own their story. Mm. Wow, I think that's really powerful. And the fact that you realize that you can't fix people is super important because especially as people that listen to other people on a regular basis, it's easy to fall into that. Well, let me see if I can give you some advice. And you know what? (laughs) Sometimes you can, but sometimes you don't need to, or sometimes that's not the reason why they're telling you. You just need to be there to walk with them through it. The other thing I've learned, I just thought of this one. I didn't write this one down. This is, but um, this is sort of new just within like the last year is inviting the Holy spirit in like being super intentional about that. You know, if I don't know an answer, I just, in my mind, I say, you know what, Holy Spirit, I'm inviting you into this because I don't, I don't know what to do and I need you to show me. Uh And so that means that I'm not walking in it alone either. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
And that's powerful as well. And I think being okay with saying, I don't know, to someone who needs help, or you know what, maybe I'm not the best one to help you. And let me bring someone else into this is also really powerful. Yeah, Yeah, I'm not God, and I don't want to be. Right. Ditto. Yeah. Well, that's really helpful, Heidi, especially for me, because I am like you, an extrovert, and I'm very relational. And I have been invited to people's stories very quickly. I like the way you say that because they trust us because we do care because we love people. Like I'm like you, I love people, <laughs> but it's so nice to hear you because somebody said to me once, I don't really like people. I'm like, what do you mean? You don't like people? Like, that's weird. How can you not like people? So but that's I, my whole family. They all don't like people. <laughs> God only can put one in there. <laughs> oh yeah. Listen, no. I got her youngest to agree to help me at camp one year with the little kids. And it was literally the best because I went into it knowing this. Oh. And so the little kids love her though. Like she's really awesome, but she definitely needed like, you know what, Addie, go take a nap. I think you need one. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. That's she needs funny. Space. And I've learned, I think that's why why I'm more in tune to it just because my kids I've had to learn from my kids Mm. that I need to give them their space or take a step back and allow them to process or take me out of it so that they can process. And so that's been really helpful working with like the student athletes. Yeah. When did you recognize that with your own children? My oldest daughter told me very um, clearly that that was a problem. At what age did she say that? Just wondering. Um, (laughs) I'm not sure exactly. So I homeschooled my kids. Okay. So we spent a lot of time together. Yes. And she was super rebellious and she's 33 now. So it could have been anywhere from like 16 to two years ago. <laughs> That's so funny. Okay. okay. Right. Just yeah. checking because I, I feel you because um, Patricia knows my kids and my daughter is eight. She's nine this month. And I'm, I've started to notice like she's always kind of wanted to be independent. And so now I really have to be like, God, like when she's at camp today on the beach, I'd already told her to put sunblock on and I wanted to go over so bad, Heidi, and, and tell her to put it on again because she's real fair. Nope. Didn't go. Did Good. Not go. I was like, you know what? We'll just look in the mirror when we get home. And when you're fried, you're letting mom put it on tomorrow. So at least the first coat and then the rest of the day. But anyway, I, I love listening to you because I, I do have to like <laughs> rein myself in and like figure out how to relate to my own kids better. Then. Yeah. And I'm trying because I am a lot. I've been learning. Oh yeah. Yeah. Even now my kids will be like, like Addie and I went shopping all day Friday and I looked at my watch. I'm like, it's four o'clock. And she's like, I know mom, do you know how long we've been out together? (laughs) And she said, could you please just give me something to eat? And I think I can go a little longer, but you know, like (laughs) it's very clear. It's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. And recently I've discovered, this is super recent, like within the last couple of weeks that I've been singing a lot. Like everything I do, I've been singing a song about it. That's funny. You know, it's like, so I started paying attention. I realized like, I'll be in the grocery store singing a song about what I'm looking for. Or I think some of it's COVID and having been by myself so much. That's funny. But you know, like my granddaughter and my husband and my daughter, my favorite daughter, they're all like, you don't have to sing everything. (laughs) So that's a new recent development that I need to work on. That's so funny. I think we all can recognize that we have those people in our life. In our family, it's Caleb. (laughs) For sure. I love Caleb. He's never met a stranger. And earlier we were at the DMV and it took an hour and a half for them to call our number. 
And I, I literally thought that he was going to fly away or, you know, just ruin the day for everyone sitting next to us because he just could not take it. Yeah. <laughs> I totally get that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. The sitting still, the not being able to talk to anyone. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. hard. But that self-awareness, I think, is important. And part of the reason that we're talking about this subject is because having some self-awareness is really important because if I know how I'm gifted, how I'm wired, and then I also understand the ramifications of that, right? Because there are things that make me really good at certain things. And then there are other things that I need to be aware of because of how it comes off to other people. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, like, for me, I don't think I'm in the personality of either one of you two, right? (laughs) But I tend to be very task oriented. And so I can walk into something and be like, okay, when are we getting started and forget to like, hey, Heidi, how are you? Yeah, for me, it's good to have people like that around me. Because then when I'm not, you know, if I've gotten too silly, or I've gotten, you know, like, I've totally forgotten what I'm doing, which happens often. I've got Patricia behind me going, all right, Heidi, come on, let's get let's get back to it. (laughs) yep right oh Heidi isn't it great you know that's how why God made us all so different because we really need each other if we were all like us like out there oh we'd never get in no we yeah when I go to the store you probably can attest this Heidi my kids are like no you're just going to keep talking and or like you know like right see (laughs) Heidi's cheering me on I can tell my kids won't even go to the store with me anymore they're like we know you're going to see five people you know and you're going to have to talk to all of them for a half an hour we're never going to get out of there that's exactly (laughs) it my kids can't stand it like it's so funny and so I have I have on a serious note I have gotten better at that because it really isn't kind of me to take them and have them stand there for over and over and over so I put myself in their shoes and I was like okay But, but it does happen, you know, and I'm always like, well, why don't you just want to talk to other people, you know, but of course it's not really, there's no one there for them to talk to. So, yeah, we tend to volunteer our kids for things too. When we're like this, mm-hmm. like if I like to do this, I'm sure that you would want to do it too. And they don't. Mm, so I've already learned that about like the college students too, you know, like just because I think it would be a fun thing to do doesn't mean that my huddle would. Right. True. I've even learned to plug that into the ministry. That's really good. That's really good. I think operating in a group, it's important to remember that regardless of what the activity is, right? I might find something fun, but the group might, might not. So making sure that we run things by the other people that are going to also be participating, um, that we're volunteering for something, um, I think is important. And we operate as a body, right? It talks about being part of the body of Christ. And so there are everybody has a role and every role is really important. And if we go back to, you know, when you think about that as a coach, it'd be great if coaches could think a little bit like that. Mm. Okay. Right. Like how, how can I build my team up in a way that we're all learning from this together? Yeah. Yep. Right. Yeah. That's good. Right. Well, this has been so fun. I really appreciate you coming on and sharing your wisdom and insight and talking about being high energy and being an extrovert, right? So by extrovert, I mean that you are fueled by people, right? Yeah. And so that that's a thing, right, for some people. And so being able to share some of your wisdom and insight of being self-aware of how that works, knowing what you're good at and leaning into those things, and then also understanding maybe how that comes off for other people or making sure that you've communicated with your kids or your spouse 
and make sure that you're all on the same page. I think that that's really wise. Yeah. I also would say that if like, if women are having trouble, cause I feel like women tend to be less secure and, um, I don't know. They just, you know, like they'll say, well, I think I might have this gift, but I'm not sure. Mm. And they won't even try it. Uh, when Joshua took over, you know, from Moses and he had to, he had to cross the sea too. Right. Mm-hmm. And the scripture says in chapter, um, chapter three, it just says that the, um, the priests just had to put their toes in the water and the water split. <laughs> and I think that when we think about how all God's asking us to do is put our toes in the water and then we get to watch what he does with that. Like we just need to be bold enough to put our toes in the water. I like it. Yeah. That's really good. Awesome. Well, before we let you go, Heidi, it's already over. Would (laughs) (laughs) the extroverts want to keep talking? Yes. (laughs) Well, we'll, we'll, we'll get some last thoughts maybe at the end, but we do want to hear something from your blooper reel. Okay, this is my huge fail. This happened this summer. So I have what's called the bunny kingdom. And I love bunnies. And I just think they're amazing. And so some have gone to foster families as emotional support animals. But um, apparently COVID worked for bunnies too. And bunnies did what bunnies do. And we ended up with 38 of them. (gasps) Oh, And so the big fail was what do I do with 38 bunnies? And so Rick and I had to really work out what to do. And so uh, we, we had to embrace the circle of life. And we took some walks out into the woods. Uh-huh. And we let some bunnies go free. Oh. Okay. And so I have learned that I need to sex the bunnies. Uh-huh. That I need to appropriately house them in uh, <laughs> life-bodied life yeah, hutches. <laughs> and yeah because it took us a week to it took me a week to get them out into the woods but here's a really funny caveat was uh rick took the last bunny out into the woods i'm like i just can't do it one more time and we had one more we tried to get it down to 20 okay and so he took it out into the woods and got lost <gasps> and he called me and he said heidi i don't know why i thought i could find my way back back home from the woods but i'm lost out here but oh, i let God. the rabbit go she's fine <laughs> and so i'm like trying to talk him three paths and walk down the middle one he's like i don't know so the next thing i get is just a photo of the rabbit that he took out to the woods under our picnic table with a caption that said the bunny beat me home that's funny (laughs) so that bunny found his way home before my husband and she now she lives in the bunny kingdom still she got to stay she got to stay (laughs) that's funny that's funny because we have a lot of bunnies where we live and i think what happened there happened here I don't know what happened, but lots of bunnies. So, yeah. <laughs> well, we would also love to know who you would like to pass the ball to. We always pass the ball to a woman in life who has inspired us. So I've actually got more than one name, but it's sort of a group. So being on FCA staff, You know, I think as believers, we think that we have all the answers or that because we're older than someone, um, we need to mentor them or, you know, always be pouring into someone. But these young college girls that I get to work with are just incredible. And, um, you know, some of them have graduated. Some of them are still in school. But Anna and Taylor and Kelsey and Annika are just like four that I can think of. There's a girl named Cassidy who's a freshman right now 
whose faith is so strong hmm. and they they like fuel my faith wow. and I love that they're younger than me but their faith isn't any younger than mine hmm. and I just I think it's so beautiful if we can embrace um, just allowing age to not be a thing as a believer yeah that's very Paul and Timothy you know I mean it, it you can clearly see that Timothy influenced Paul's faith as Paul was also mentoring him. That's, that's really beautiful. I love that. Yeah. Awesome. Well, do you have any, any parting words? I know you two wanted to keep talking. Well, I was going <laughs> to say, when are we playing golf? Like those yeah. are my parting words. I mm. like that. So when what is are the you golf doing game? in a couple of weeks when Patricia comes up? <laughs> Listen, well, I'll jump on a group text and figure that out. And then we can put out, pictures and videos of you guys teaching me how to play golf because perfect yeah excellent i have I like to be I good at things but i'm clubs. just gonna say right now i i think you'll both beat me so it's okay oh patricia work. i'd like to say right now it would be nice to beat you at something <laughs> oh i like it those are fighting words yeah that's right bring it on i, I like love it. it i love it i'll take that challenge okay awesome perfect. yeah thanks for letting me come on and chat with you ladies well, oh, yeah. before we go, I just want to thank you, Heidi, for coming on because it is nice to have wisdom uh, for all of us out extroverts and how we handle our <laughs> gifts from God, because it's true. Like I struggle with my own self sometimes because people think I'm so fun and I'm fun. But you know what? Sometimes I have to learn when to like bring it down and when to cut off friendships or relationships, and just kind yeah. of cut them back and be discerning. And that's been hard. So it's nice to hear someone else has struggled with that, but it is a gift but yet we have to hone our gifts as well so they can be used better. So that's kind of what I took from all this, which was really helpful. So I hope there's other <laughs> extroverts women that listen to this and they're like, yes, I needed that too. I think there will be. Good. <laughs> yes. If you are an extrovert and you are listening to this, leave us a comment. We would love to hear from you. You can do that through our Instagram, Life is a Team Sport. You can also comment on whatever you are, wherever you are listening to this podcast. You can leave us a comment there. You can subscribe. But we would love to hear from you. We would love to continue building this community that we have. And as always, life is a team sport and you are never alone. 